Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And it's another opportunity to spend time with you all via podcasting. Amen. Now, listen, people of God, we are going through two-thirds of the year 20 and 20. And all I can say is that this has been a very interesting year to this point. Would you agree with me on that? Who would ever, I mean, in your own crazy imagination, who would ever have believed that we are experiencing so much in one year? I mean, listen, I guess you can say that it hasn't been boring. Well, hold on a second. Let me take that back. I'm not sure there have been more moments where we couldn't go anywhere because of the pandemic. I guess for some of it, it's had its moments of boredom, and I get it. But nevertheless, we are here and we thank the Lord for keeping us and we pray that all those, all of those who are being affected by this year, that God's peace will cover you and strengthen you. You see, we are always grateful to you for, grateful to you all for um, just sharing our podcast. And, and we ask again, if, and that's capital I-F, <laughs> you are enjoying our podcast uh, that you would just continue to share our podcast because it's making a significant impact on the lives of God's people. And this is the only reason, it's the only reason that we do what we do. You see, for me, it's an honor and a privilege to serve God's people. Listen, I enjoy seeing the lives of God's people changing for the better. You see, because he allows me to see him at work. Oh, man, it's amazing to watch God at work. God is so awesome and he's so special to me that he gives me the privilege and the honor to, to watch him do great things for his people. And I'm one of those people. So he's been blessing me and I am so grateful to God that he gives me the privilege to be able to watch the lives of God's people every single week being changed and uplifted because of his grace and his mercy and his concern about you and his concern about me. So um, I do not take it for granted, nor will I, because the Lord continues to bless us and to guide us each and every day. And because of his great love and compassion and his kindness and his generosity towards us, we show up each week with the latest information straight from the throne of God to encourage you, to inspire you, to uplift you, and to empower you to live a full and meaningful life. All right, all right, with all the preliminaries, preliminaries out the way, are you ready to receive? I'm going to say that one more time. Are you ready to receive? Well, let's get into this. Let's get, let's do this. In Jesus' mighty name. Okay, listen, people of God. And so tonight's episode, I believe, applies to many, many people that have a desire to become all of what you believe 
God created you to be. You see, people of God, we all have a race to run. We have a life to fulfill. We have a dream to fulfill, a purpose for life to carry out. But there are some obstacles that continue to block that from happening. Oh, man, those obstacles. And the enemy is that obstacle. And he likes to do things in a very crafty way. I mean, these obstacles, these weights continue to create a sense of frustration. And you're tired. And I know you are of dealing with another year of not accomplishing all your goals and dreams. But now for me, people of God, I remember the day that I considered myself as being a real and bona fide adult. <laughs> An individual who was now able to be totally independent of anyone's opinions of what I should do with my life, including my parents. Uh, I laugh because when I think back on my parents, uh, they're both in heaven now. Uh, my parents were the very foundation for my life, and I'm so grateful to God for them being in my life, that they made such an impact in my life. But, you know, when you think that you're grown, you think you know all the 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 things that you need to do in life, when you think that you know, that you know, that you know how your life should be about, um, sometimes we just miss it, you know? But I felt like one, at one time that, you know, now that I'm grown, I'm 21 years old, I know some things. Um, I was all excited because I, I was looking forward to being able to make my own decisions and to live with those results. And this is where today's episode hits home for B, okay? You see, as soon as I was out on my own, as soon as I stepped outside of the doors of my, my parents' home, as soon as I got into my car and I drove away with a big old smile on my face, all ready to experience life, I became complacent. You see, my goal was to become successful. My desire at that time was to have a beautiful mansion, beautiful big old house way up in La Jolla, California. I had been up there and I saw these beautiful homes and I just dreamt of the day where I could live in those types of homes and the house overlooking the ocean. And, and I remember dreaming of having in my house this big old large grand piano where I could play some songs with my wife and, and just serenade her. <laughs> and, and then on another occasion, in my dreams, I dreamed that I would take her by the ocean and have lunch with her and, and just enjoy my new life that I just created for myself. Now, here's where the problem occurred for me. I did not have God anywhere in that dream. I did not make him a priority. 
I did not have him anywhere in my plans. And as a result, I'm not making the Lord the top priority. I did not experience any kind of satisfaction until I finally decided to stop being complacent and starting pursuing Jesus Christ. And so tonight's episode is entitled Complacency is not your friend. Complacency is not your friend. One of the greatest dangers people have got in the Christian walk is complacency. Contentment in Christ is to be sought after and celebrated. Complacency in Christ, however, is it's, it's, um, it's very different. Christian contentment means that no matter what happens in life, you are fully, totally satisfied in Jesus. Christian complacency means that no matter what happens, you are fully self-satisfied with your current personal effort in pursuing Jesus Christ. You see, people of God, we have this mandate from God to focus our attention on God's plans first. Ah, I'm going to say that one more time. We have this mandate from God to focus our attention, our way of living. We need to focus our attention on God's, not our plans, but God's plans first. You see, when you made the decision to surrender your will and your life to Jesus, you proclaimed that he would be the number one priority of your life and that you would follow and live for him by his teachings to the best of your ability. Well, complacency is a direct threat to your growth in God. You see, people of God, Webster's definition of the word complacency is it's a feeling of being satisfied of how things are and not wanting to try to try to try to make them better. Self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. This sounds like a very dangerous place to be if you are a believer in Jesus. Now, listen, we all never intended to allow complacency to happen in our lives. But what the enemy's goal, the enemy's goal is to change you in your outlook toward your purpose. You see, Satan does this with very subtle, no harm thoughts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He will tell you that you have already arrived. You don't need to put in extra effort. For what? You're there. You made it. You're, you're successful. Things are going great. Why do you have to keep pursuing things? And the more you become complacent, the less you achieve. It's, it's like a basketball team that's up by 30 points. They know they're going to win the game only to lose the game in the end. They stop doing what provided that great lead in the first place. Guess what? 
God knows us better than we know ourselves. If we could just think about that God knows us better than we know ourselves, we know how we get when we get some things, when we get ahead of the game, when we think that we've arrived, that we made it. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Well, you asked me the question. You said, but Pastor Phil, what causes complacency? What causes me to be complacent? Before we answer that question, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled Complacency is Not Your Friend. Hi, I'm Christopher and I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries podcast. And today I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and would like to donate, you definitely can you can donate either using Cash App or PayPal or Venmo. Our Cash App is dollar sign full of life SD, and you can donate with PayPal and Venmo by scanning the QR code that you can see on the Instagram account at Phil Gale Howard. The money will be used to help those who are less fortunate, like those negatively impacted by COVID. We would like to thank anyone who has donated. So far, your contributions have helped those negatively impacted by the tragedy that happened in Lebanon. Anyways, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right. All right. We are back. And so let's talk about what are some of the causes of complacency? One of the reasons complacency sets into our lives when complacency becomes our friend is because we maintain a sense of overconfidence. We maintain a sense of overconfidence. We become overconfident is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) It's the reason why organizations stay in a state of complacency is due to an excessive sense of self-confidence, which can express itself in a lot of different ways. Sometimes overconfidence stems from a false sense of security or well-being. Another reason why Complacency sets in is because we become easily satisfied. When you are complacent, you are easily satisfied with incremental growth and minor achievements. How can you be satisfied with incremental growth and minor achievements when you are not designed to just get things on the minor scale? God has created you so where you can become great and awesome in his sight. When you know that you've pushed yourself to a level where you know that you've given your all. But complacency talks to you. It sits at your table. It sits in your living room. It drives with you to the grocery store or driving with you to your uh, place of work. And it talks to you about what's the point of going after something when it's going to be a lot of work involved. And then you say, well, you know what? That's You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm satisfied. But there's no growth. It's only incremental growth with minor achievements. Another reason why, people of God, complacency sets in or the causes of complacency is that we make excuses. You see, when, when you're complacent, You are quick to offer all kinds of reasons about why you are not growing. You got too many things going on in your life, which 
ties into this next reason why complacency becomes a friend of yours. It's never enough time. There were enough time. I got all these things going on. When you become complacent, there is so much activity and busyness, but you never set aside time to go after your goals or better yet, making time, quality time with God. When you are complacent, you resist being pushed or challenged. Last but not certainly least, Pride kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. You say, well, I'm not prideful. Yeah. Sometimes we, we, we can become prideful. When you become prideful about all of your accomplishments, you, people of God, are in danger of becoming complacent. Now, I want to give you an example. Oh, my gosh. The Bible is full of scriptures that deals with complacency. And because we don't have enough time to really talk about all the different scriptures, we're just going to talk about a couple of scriptures that I believe that pertains to our everyday walk in life. Now, here is an example of a church that become that had became complacent. Yeah. See, what I what I believe that sometimes as believers, that just because we go to church every Sunday, because we show up in our nice apparel that we listen to the songs and we hear a good message and we go home and we think that we're really doing some great things, which is good. That's there's nothing wrong with all of that. But sometimes you can be doing something in a ritualistic way, but not really growing in God. And you can still become complacent. And it's, it's interesting that God does not just pick on the unbeliever. He talks about his own church, the people that's in the church. We are the church. And so it's not about a building. It's not about a location. It's the people who are not really growing in him and have become complacent. But how they see themselves is that they're in a good place. And maybe that's you that I'm talking to tonight. So here it is. This is in the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verse 17. And it's talking about this church uh, named Laodicea and its members who have become complacent. And it says, you say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't even realize that you are wretched. <laughs> You're miserable poor and blind and naked. Ooh. This is where this so-called friend called complacency has impacted you. He will tell you things that are not connected to the plans and purpose for your life. In this uh, particular passage of scripture, these individuals believed that they were really in a good place. I mean, they had, they had, they had, they all had good intentions. They were trying to do the right thing, but they allowed this so-called friend to tell them things that were simply not factual. They did, they did not know that they were wretched. <laughs> I've always heard this term "wretched" because now we've taken it in in the year twenty twenty. 
We, we, we use these words wretched, like this person is so wretched. But sometimes people who are complacent are wretched. And that word means deeply afflicted, dejected, or distressed in their body and their mind. They're extremely or deplorably bad or distressing was in wretched health of a wretched accident being or appearing mean, miserable, or contemptible, dressed in wretched old clothes, very poor in quality or ability, inferior wretched, their workmanship. Ah, people of God. See, that's what that word wretched is. It's, it's it's unbelievable that we think that we've accomplished things. But really, this definition has to do with a lot of different areas of our lives. And so I want you guys to understand something. He was dealing with the church. He was dealing with his people. We're all part of God's church. And the the, the beautiful thing about this scripture is... I have everything that I want. Well, no, you really don't because that's where you're misled by your friend called complacency. You're wretched. And then it goes on to say that you're miserable. And a person who's miserable uh, has a feeling of worthlessness. They're very unhappy. They're despicable. That's what miserable is. And many of you right now, as you're listening to me over these podcast outlets, that you have a feeling of worthlessness, that you're really not happy. You're not satisfied. There's something that's missing. There's a void in your life. There's there's something that's not really grabbing you about life. And that's why you question life. And that's why you question yourself. You question your abilities. You question everything. But you, the, the, the reality is... Is that God is questioning you of how you think about yourself. Oh, it goes on to say that you're poor, you're blind, and you're naked. <laughs> You've been exposed to a lot of different things. You lack a lot of different things. You can't see a lot of what's going on in your complacency. You're blinded with your friend, he's put on these bad glasses that you can't, that you're looking through, but you're not seeing things in the right perspective. See, people of God, Pastor Phil has to wear glasses in order for him to see clearly. And many of you guys wear glasses. But sometimes we put on the wrong lenses about life and the things that concern or pertain to life. And it helps us to not see correct, correctly is because now your friend called complacency has blinded your vision about your own life and the life of others. And that's when you become cynical. That's when you become bitter. That's why things come out of you that you thought would never come out of you is because you have the wrong lenses on. But you act like you got it all going on, that, that you're okay. Well, the God has sent me here on this podcast to let you know that you're not okay. You're simply blind 
and you're naked, you're exposed to things that should not be in your life. A person who's naked, who's really they're unclothed, they're, they don't have the right garments on in order to be able to walk in God's victory and his purpose for your life. Now, physically speak, speaking, people of God, in order for a person to be any one of these conditions and not know it, he would or she would have to be asleep, intoxicated or in a coma. Oh. In the Bible, when it talks about these conditions, it is really referring to us spiritually so. It compares our spiritual condition to conditions in physical life. Physical terminology is being applied to a spiritual condition. Your condition, your spiritual condition matters to God and it should matter to you. And when you become complacent to your spiritual condition, because we are spirit beings, we can lose and we can miss out on life. This aptly describes the true condition of complacency, of our complacency. And God's word has described our situation in several different places in the Bible. Revelations 13, 11 says, Beside this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from your sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. People of God, it's time for us to wake up and stop being complacent. It is time for us to purposely and passionately pursue God's will for our lives. The Lord, listen, people of God, the Lord is soon to return and we have to fulfill everything that the Lord wants us to fulfill. But oftentimes we find ourselves sleepwalking through life. You know what I mean, sleepwalking? It's like a person who has their eyes closed, but they're walking in their sleep and walking into things, bumping their head, bumping, bruising their body. It's because they're sleepwalking through life. And they're lacking the discipline needed to fulfill the purposes and plans that the Lord has placed inside of you to fulfill. How do we overcome? You asked me the question. How do we overcome and prevent complacency? <clears throat> Jesus describes Christians as branches on the grapevine. Now, the scripture says here in John, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 8, and I don't have time to read it. It says, Jesus is divine and we are the branches. And in God's vineyard, branches connected to the vine thrive and produce much fruit. I want to say that one more time, that the branches that's connected to the vine, to the very source of life, to the very nutrients that we need, they thrive and produce much fruit. Branches that are severed from the vine wither and die. When you decide to sever yourself away from God's purpose and his plan for your life, you ultimately die within your spirit being. And when we allow the Lord to prune us, oh, praise God, this is where truth growth comes from. Being connected to Jesus, God knows exactly what we need and what we don't need. And so he goes in and he 
and he prunes us. He, he cuts away things that shouldn't be in our lives. The next thing you need to do is you have to examine yourself. You have to examine yourself. 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse 5 says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you fail to meet the test. This examination requires you to examine the real you. The real you, the authentic you, the genuine you. When you become complacent, you can't recognize the damage that complacency has caused your life. Allow God's word to test you and to show you where Christ is where, where Christ is listed in your life. You know, there's those listings that show exactly where things are, whether it's number one and number 10 or number 50 through 100. Where is Jesus listed on your list? The Lord does not want you to fail in life. And neither should you want to fail in life. Because connecting with Jesus, connecting with Jesus, connecting with Jesus is the first and most important step to thrive in your faith, your relationships, and work. Connecting with Jesus and cultivate, cultivating that connection is the only antidote to Christians, to believers, becoming, not becoming complacent. People of God, complacency is certainly not your friend. It really is not your friend. And with all due respect, I have to tell you straight up from God, many of you, have been sleepwalking, and you're missing out on life. It's time for you, for me, for all of us to wake up because the Bible declares that we could do all things through Christ who strengthened us. And when we focus our attention on God's plans, he will provide the satisfaction <clears throat> that we need to live life to the fullest, the only cure for complacency is a passionate pursuit of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this moment right now. I thank you for allowing your, your words to minister to our hearts and our minds. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for looking beyond our thoughts and seeing our needs Sometimes we've asked from thing, uh, for things from you that does not line up with your will. We have prayed for things that we thought we really needed, but only you really know what we need. And God, in the name of Jesus, you know how complacent we have become. Help us in this area of our walk with you so we can become everything that you created us to be. I know the enemy provides distractions. He, he confuses us. He, he tries to change the paradigm of what you're trying to say to us. He tries to ch change the, the scenes and the situations that we were faced with in life. But Lord God, I pray I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone that's listening to me under the sound of my voice, that they will embrace 
you, O oh God, that they will make you a, a priority, the top priority for their lives, that they will always set aside quality time with you and that you will speak to them about their current condition, that their current situation in their lives and that you will give clear and direct direction for their lives so we can all become victorious in you. Lord God, we thank you for your love and your patience with us. And please forgive us for all of the shortcomings, all of the failures that we did because of our selfishness, because of how we thought we should do things. God, give us uh, insight to your plans. Help us to become everything that you created us to be. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. We ask all these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, people of God, we are now officially done with this uh, episode for tonight. I hope and pray that you receive what God wanted you to receive on this particular episode. Again, we thank you all for tuning in each and every week. If there's anything that we can do to help you in your Christian walk, please email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. That's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Please email us. Let us know what we can do to pray for you. We can provide scriptures for you, some insights to your everyday walk. And I guarantee you, when you walk with Christ, you will always be victorious. Once again, this is Pastor Phil signing off with Full of Life Ministries. Let's all continue to do this in Jesus' name. God bless. (laughs) 